everybody. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Uh, we are still in the uh, COVID pandemic um, era, and we want to talk today a little bit how things will change. Uh, you know, somewhat could change forever on how we how business is done, how we eat, how we socialize with people, yes. how we socialize with, with each other, and just how everyday life is what you used to know as normal mm-hmm. may be gone forever. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So welcome to the show, Dr. Daniel. Great. Thank you. It's always good to be here. And, and you're right. You know, it, it's a, it's a new era and, um, and it's not going to, I guess, um, it's, it's not going to lessen anytime soon. You know, we're going to be in this situation for quite some time, whether it's a perception or whether it's reality. Uh, but until people's mindset change, you know, um, we're in it for the long haul. Yeah. So I was sitting, I was sitting in this morning and I was thinking like, how is business going to change? You know, as a business owner, I'm always looking at, okay, what is the next way? Because somebody's going to benefit from all of this. You know, whoever adapts is the one that's going to really benefit the most. Right. And then whoever doesn't adapt is the ones that's going to most likely die as a business. Absolutely. You know, and then how the, how the consumers, how they're going to take in products, how you're going to be able to get products to them. Um, all that's going to change, you know, and a lot of people, if you have even dabbled a little bit in internet marketing or social media marketing, you know, of a term called drop shipping, mm-hmm. which most drop shipping came from guess where China. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the drop ship, drop shipping items took, you know, three to four weeks before they got here. Now you don't have an option, but guess where there's a silver line in that down the day. The silver lining is you can create your own drop shipping company right here in the United States, you know, and keep the inventory here. So like think along those lines, Dr. Daniels, what's some of the other things that you think could change or benefit or you find a little hole to fill to be able to make some money in this whole endeavor? Well, well certainly everything's changing. You, you know, I mean, if you think about um, technology, I mean, technology ch- changed shopping dramatically, you know, uh, so we have always been, you know, a society that changed based on situations. But the problem is that in our community, you know, in the, in the black community, we've often lagged behind in the change, you, right. you know, right. and that's been our problem is that we, we haven't been had the foresight to, to move ahead. I mean, you think about what malls used to be when I was a teenager, you know, all malls were so packed that it was always elbow to elbow, especially at Christmas time. I mean, you, you could barely walk through a mall at Christmas time. That's how crowded the malls used to be. Mother's Day, uh, all those kind of holidays were the same way. Uh, but then with the internet, things changed. Right. Y- you know, I mean, I, I happened to be in, I was in, in, in the master's program when, um, you know, the internet first came out. And, and I, I remember instructors was telling us things like, there's going to come a time when you're not going to pay your bills uh, you know, by writing checks and, right, and you're not right. going to, and he was like, oh yeah, please. Okay. But, but that's where we are. So um, I, when I think about, you know, innovation, I think about when I was uh, in grad school and um, it was right when um, uh, the HIV um, started to take hold and started to progress, but it was before we really knew all the ins and outs of HIV and AIDS. Anyway, we had to do a project. And so um, each one of us was given a business 
and, and, and said, how do you take that business and, and, and rearrange it? A failing business, how do you make it so that that business progresses and works in the future? Well, the business that they gave my team was a, um, a, a manufacturer of party products, you know, balloons, party hats and whistles and all those kind of things. Right. So we're sitting there brainstorming. What do we do? You know, how do we make this thing work? And then, you know, I said to somebody, well, think about it this way. The same way you make balloons is the same way you make prophylactics. So why don't we just get out of the party business at all? You know, so let's stop brainstorming. How do we, you know, market and increase our share of party favors why don't we get out of that business and start producing prophylactics? Right. And that's what we did. I mean, of course it was all, you know, on paper, right. but we changed what we did to accommodate the situation. And, and I'm saying, you know, and of course we got an A cause you know, when we did our presentation, the instructor looked at us and he smiled and said, you guys are geniuses because this is going to be the wave of the future. Right. Now, nobody knew then, but that, you know, it, that right. that's true now. Right. Right. Um, if you think about um, where we are now, it's the same situation or similar situation. We have a virus that is just as deadly as HIV was, right? Uh, the difference is we don't know who is going to transmit. At least we know who would transmit, from, you know, because we knew it had, you know, person to person, we know how it happened. You don't know how you're going to get this. So that means there is an open market for things that deal with uh, prevention in advance, you know different ways to sanitize things that are self sanitizing, right? You know, things that take care of themselves. So you don't have to take care of them. Right. You know, those are the kind of things that I think that, you know, if you're innovative, you know, you, you can certainly become a billionaire. Uh, and it doesn't take a lot. It just takes creativity right. uh, to move forward. Yeah. That was one of the things that was interesting about that whole Trump fiasco when, when he talked about, you know, the light and disaffecting things. Mm -hmm. He really took some information that was science and just screwed it all up. Right. And what the doctors was trying to say is like, if you can figure out a way to shine lights on surfaces, mm -hmm. the UV lights, it will kill the virus on surfaces. They're saying, okay, maybe this is a way. Now, once somebody takes that information and says, you know what, I can create a business off this and go buy these UV lights that people are because there exists because people are growing cannabis mm -hmm. in the house sure. using UV lights. Mm -hmm. So the same technology that already exists can be re repurposed, like what you just said, right. for something else. A absolutely. You think about this, for example, right? Now, if you run a business, okay, uh, one of the things you want to do is protect your employees. That's right. Right? So you have a janitorial company. They come in, they clean your building. Well, what if you develop a, a some kind of um, UV ray, let's say, that will allow the janitor to just walk through the building and shine all the, you know, and 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 hit all the uh, the right. surfaces, right? And they do that once a day, and that kills all the, you know, the right. viruses. You know, it's, it's those kind of simple concepts that if you do that, you know, you're going to make a killing because everybody is going to want to use that, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it doesn't emit any harmful side effects. It's not like you're going to come in the next day right. and smell, you know, Clorox or smell a lot of disinfectants. Right. But it's a simple thing. The person walks, it's efficient because it's fast because the person just walks through and shines. Boom, 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 boom. He's out. Right. Look how long it would take me to walk into your office with a rag and a disinfectant and wipe it down and how yeah. fast I could do it with a UV light. 
Yeah. You know, and the same thing on all services, cleaning buses, you, you know, cleaning train, cleaning um, airplanes, you know, right. all those public areas. So, you you know, it's, that's really what it, what it amounts to. You take a simple idea yep. and you change the way you do business to fit where business is going. And, and, and out there for the people that's listening that looking for those city contracts, mm-hmm. you best believe when this when this thing opens up, there's going to be a contract laid out there for somebody to come and disinfect the city buses. Like you said, city buses, the vehicles that the people are getting in and out of, because are yes. you going to trust the employees to do it? You know, <laughs> well, because you know, you don't have, here's, here's what we do to really make money. Right. Um, is that we, we make it so that you have to be a specialist in it. Right. You, 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 you got to be certified. So all you got to do is come up with some kind of criteria that says you have to be certified right. by either the company or certified by something to be able to, you know, to effectively or guarantee that, you know, that, that the building is clean. Right. Okay. Now, so let's say you get a contract with, um, a, a, uh, a with the Redskins, yeah. right? <laughs> that, That's a big contract. Right. We go, we come in. Every every Monday morning, and we uh, uh, deviratize, right? You know uh, the stadium. You know, I mean those those kind of things are going. Oh, not just not just uh, professional stadiums, college stadiums. Yeah. You know, high school, anywhere you have large public gatherings where you know you might want to ensure that the virus is dead. Right. You know. you know, which goes back to what we was talking about before is like the consumer and how they're going to consume things. Like I know, I know if the Baltimore Ravens did some, did not do anything to their stadium. Mm-hmm. But I know the Washington Redskins said, Hey, after every game, before every game, we'd sanitize the entire stadium, mm-hmm. the seats and all. And then after every game, right afterwards, we do the same thing. Right. And, but Baltimore says, well, well that's overkill. We're not going to do that. We'll just sanitize after the game. Which stadium you think I'm going to go into? Right. You know, know, I'm going to one that's going to at least sanitize it twice because you're not going to be able to get it all the first time. But those are the type of scenarios, Dr. Daniels, that I feel like even we're talking about major corporations, but now we got to bring it down all the way down to like restaurants, homegrown restaurants, Mm -hmm. you know, how they're going to do things, how they're going to serve you. And before we start talking on the air, we started talking, we made, I may mention about, how is church going to be done going forward? Cause that's going to change, you know, like we're doing, we're doing the online, you know, live streaming and stuff. Now, sure. is that going to be a staple for going forward? You know, how is all of that going to play out in your opinion? Well, see, I, I you know, I'll say this, you know, uh, and cause I, I don't want small businesses to think that because the contracts are large, it means it's reserved for major corporations. Major corporations that's right. If you think about where Apple started, they didn't start with, they, 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 they were not an outgrowth of IBM. Right. They started in a garage. Right. But right. look at them now. So, because they, 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 they fell a niche. So I guess what I'm saying is that um, you don't have to be a large corporation to develop something like this. No, no, you're right. You know, you can develop it and then just utilize it. As you pointed out earlier, the average person that grows marijuana is not a large, large corporation. <laughs> right. Because uh, if they were large, they'd be locked up by now. Right. But, but they still have that, you know, those UV lighting. So I'll just say that. Uh, but, but as far as uh, churches go, I mean, churches and restaurants and everything, um, 
certainly central to our uh, our societal norms is going to church on Sunday, and and it's it's going to be a challenge just because of how people think, you know. And I, I'm saying it to say this because you have diverging thought processes about God's divine providence. Okay, here's my point to you. There are churches now where the pastors are preaching and saying to members, it's okay to come and congregate because God's hands are around you and they're going to protect you. Right. And so we know that there are pastors that, are, that you know, have said that, that, that um, uh, have been threatened to get locked up and they still do it. We know there are people picketing saying you're infringing upon our rights to, you know, to, to freedom of religion. Right. So there's a group of people that's, that's going to say that. You know, and, and so how do you protect them from themselves? That's number one. There's a group of people that understand what the Bible says when it says, you know, when Bible says, you know, don't you tempt not the Lord thy God, you know, just because, you know, if you, if you know it's deadly, don't just do it and think God is going <laughs> right, to always right. save your behind. Right? right. You know, don't jump off the bridge and then say, well, Lord, protect me as you in midair falling. Right. Don't, don't do that. So from that standpoint, um, we're going to have to figure out how we can make people feel safe because perception is greater than reality. You know, you got to be able to feel safe when you come in. You got to feel like the building is sanitized. You got to feel like there's social separation that will protect me because even though we love God and we have faith, you know, we still have fear, you know. So uh, from, from, from making sure that people, you know, sit in, in an arrangement that protects them socially, but yet still allows families to sit together, you know, and that's going to be a challenge, you yeah. know? Um, also the, the challenge will be, you know, do you wear a face mask? You know, when you come in, do you have corporate prayer? Do you give the right hand of fellowship? You know, when people come in, join the church, a lot of churches, they always go, everybody shakes the person's hand and welcome them, that kind of right. thing. You know, um, the, the practice of laying on of hands, you know, I mean, right. are people going to still lay hands on you and pray? And when the Bible <laughs> right. says, right, you know, to, right. to, you know, to anoint and lay on hands, but do I do I act like the Bible is not going to protect me in that instance, or do I do it anyway? Uh, p- participating in the Lord's Supper, you know, which you know many of us call Holy Communion, uh, that requires a coming together. So, you know, how do you how do you pass out that you know those elements that 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 right. fruit of the vine, that bread to all those members in the church? It's the simple thing like offering, you know, everybody doesn't have um, electronic giving capability. So right. it's, it's going to be a challenge, uh, but um, it's like all things, you know, um, you can view it as a challenge or you can view it as an opportunity. I choose to view it as an opportunity, you know, for us to think outside of the box and make some things happen because Oftentimes, out of great distress comes great overcoming, you right. know, and we, we, we tend to call that miracles. Right. And I just believe we, we can get a miracle to make some things happen. You know, I was in a um, conversation this past weekend. I was talking to my wife. You know, I was uh, looking at the, the church broadcast. Mm-hmm. You know? I was looking at the church broadcast and it was like, I said, I don't know what else we can do to get more people to look at it, mm-hmm. to look at the broadcast. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then she said something to me that made a whole lot of sense. She said, well, why would anybody look at it if they didn't already go 
to Enoch. Right. I said, well, okay. I, all right. I hear you. I said, well, you know, I don't, I've never stepped foot in, in Lake, uh, Lakewood Church and I watched Joe Lostein. He said, but that's mm-hmm. Joe Lostein. No, no, no offense to no. Dr. No. Daniels, right. but it was like, she was like, well, that's Joe. I said, well, what can we do to get to that level? But then it really hit me as like now, every church on the block has got the same right. similar issue. Right. It's like, okay, because your, your goal is to get your message out mm-hmm. outside of those four walls mm-hmm. in, in that type of ministry. And how do you get the word out for people to come tune in? And then also to take it a next step, how do we get them to join the church that's right. virtual? Right. You know, <clears throat> well, you know, see, here's the thing. Um, it it really is not a complex issue. It really is quite simple when you think about it. Um, there's a difference between broadcasting prime time and uh, competing with prime time. Right. Okay. So we're broadcasting at 11 o'clock, right? We're broadcasting prime time on Sunday morning. Right. But we're also broadcasting over a medium where most people don't have access to it on a large screen TV. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if you're the average person, you know, here's what you're looking at our process, our, you know, we're, look, we're looking at our service on your cell phone. Right. Now you don't watch Joel Osteen or TD Jakes on your cell phone. Right. <laughs> you right. watch them on your big screen TV. Right. You know, where you're kicked back and you, and so it's not just you, it's everybody in the household that's sitting there watching it. You know, basically that's what's going on. And so, you know, that, that's one issue that you got to deal with, you know, is that they're, they, you know, they, they buy time on TV, you know, right. and that's, 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 that's okay. That's life, you know? Um, however, then that's another thing you have to look at. And that is, did you compete with them before? Right. And that's the other issue is that, you know, it, it, before we had um, this coronavirus, if, if, if TD Jakes had an average um, daily worship of 3000, uh, did Enoch have an average daily worship of 3000? No, right, we, right. you know, so we, you know, it's, it's not like all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're, you're able to get there. So the other question is in this area, are there any churches that have an average daily worship of three to 5,000? Well, you know, probably not, but you know, right. and then there's, there's a continuum of, of, of the simple marketing scheme that comes. It doesn't change. I don't care what kind of business you have, you know, right. but the bottom line is this. Um, every store is not going to be a Walmart. Right. Even though they may sell similar merchandise. Right. You know, every, every, every restaurant is not going to be PF Chang, even though the, the, the Chinese restaurants that are mom and pop, the food tastes much better and more authentic than PF Chang. Right. Right. But, but everybody's not going to be a PF Chang. So that, I mean, really that's the reality of it. It is, a, is it, it is a concept that deals with so many, actions and so many factors, but it's really, you know, a marketing, a, 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 just a, a marketing concept that says this, if you want to grow any business or if you want to grow any entity, only three things you can do. You can get more individual people, right? Or more customers. Right. <clears throat> you can have the customers that you have. Um, come more often or buy your product more, or you can offer all, you can offer uh, things that allow them to, that complement what you have. Right. Right. So your product can be changed. 
Well, we can't change the product. <laughs> right. No, you can't do that. We, we can't. But churches have. That's the thing. See, the, the question then is, do you change your product? Mm. When you listen to a Joel Osteen message, and I'm not downing Joel Osteen, but his message is more about developing personal um, ambition. Right. It's, it, 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 and less about biblical understanding. You know, really, uh, it's, it's motivational speaking. Right. I'm not saying it doesn't have religious, you know, some biblical thing, but it's really a motivational message. That's what he does. He motivates you. Right. Well, did Christ have motivational messages? You read the Bible. Yeah. What was motivational about the Lord, about <laughs> God saying, I'll kill everybody. <laughs> if y'all don't straighten up, right. I'll kill everybody. Right, right. That's not motivational. Now, it might right. motivate you, right, yeah. but it's not motivational. <laughs> you, fellow, you get right. what I'm saying? Right. So, so if I don't, if I do what Jesus told me to do, I can't change my product. I got to preach the way he preached. Right. And, 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 and that's it. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Right. So the, the way I get um, more people to use my product is to get all families to bring all their people. Right. So that's, 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 that's the second thing we talked about. So that meant that everyone who comes to church, make sure that their husband comes to church or their wife come to church and their children come to church. Right. Right. And then that's a natural growth right there because the more you teach your children, the more they talk and, and about other things and boom, 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 church grows that way. Right. And, and that means also then the first one was of course, you know, individually you get more people, which means, you know, you just get people joining on a regular basis, uh, which can happen either way. So those are the three things you can look at. So the, on, the only thing that we have, if you're going to have a church that matches what Jesus said, is, is, is for the first two we talked about, which is get more individual people saved by giving, by giving, by giving the same product. Is the product right. got to be Jesus. You know, that's got to be the same product. And the second one is by having people who are in the church, you know, bring people to the church right. or, or, or bring their own families. Um, so we could change the product, right? We could change the product, but if you change the product, the question becomes, are you really doing what you have been tasked to do by the savior? Right. You know, and Jesus said this, I know we did, we, this wasn't scheduled to be a you know, philosophical thing, but maybe you know, we just having free conversation. Right. So, Jesus said that wide is the, is the road to destruction and narrow is the road to salvation. The implication to that was that just because there's a crowd don't mean they're going in the right direction. Right, right. So you, you don't judge the success of a church based on how many people attend the church. You judge the success of the message based on how well it fits God's plan for his people. Yeah. And then, then another thing, too you're not going to be able to see on the surface how well it or how much it changed people, no. you know, and that's a big difference too. Cause you know, the quality over quantity aspect of it. Like if I got 10,000 followers, but I ain't really making them any better than they was the day before, or do I have 200 followers, but I'm making all these 200 people lives much better you know, and they're progressing. Everybody's happy. Everybody's content. You know, they're serving the Lord. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Or do I have 10,000 people that just flip on the TV and after 25 minutes and flip off the TV and nothing really changed? Right. And what you said just really, I think, just it says it all. 
do you have 10,000 followers or do you have 10,000 worshipers of God? Mm-hmm. See, are they following me or are they worshiping God? Right. You know, and, and, and I'm not saying that that's, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to give a, um, I'm not trying to say that any, any mega church, the people are not following God. Cause I don't know. I'm not a member of that church. Right. Right. I don't go out on tenor churches, but I'm just saying, you know, if Jesus had 12 apostles, right. Look what he did. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, of course he's the Lord, but he, he had 12 apostles and, and look what happened based on what those 12 were able to accomplish. So, you know, the question then becomes is, you know, is, is the quantity over quality? And I just think it's quality over quantity, but it's also a place in time. You know, what does God have for that particular entity? That, right. You know, every, if you look at the greatest uh, um, uh, fathers of the gospel, if you look at those patriarchs, Old and New Testament, they didn't necessarily have great followings. No, they did not. You know, most of the time they were hated by a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so that always looking for a place to stay. Right. So it was, you know, they, they weren't the great preachers of, you know, what I would call, they weren't those great, pre, you know, mega church kind of preachers, you know, uh, yeah. they, they, they just weren't, uh, you know, they were the kind of was, you know, had a couple of folk following them and everybody else was putting them through hail and they still was pressing and persevering on. So, when I think about, you know, uh, you know, uh, the broadcast, when I think about what we're doing, my question is never, um, do we have, are we attracting 5,000 people? That's not how I gauge our six, you know, whether or not we're doing the right thing. I, I gauge it in what is our impact on the community that we serve? Because our service community is the Western Bayside community. That's our primary service community. And we have people that come from, all over, but that's our primary service community. What is the impact on that community? You know, um, so if if people in that community say to me, "We're glad you're here," then we've done our job. Right. This is what I tell all our officers. The question we must ask ourselves is that if we were to dissolve. Would anyone in the community be sad? If Enoch was not there, what would be the impact on that community? Would people mourn our loss? Would they be glad we're gone? If nobody mourns us leaving, then we did not do what we were supposed to do. If when people tell me that things that we're doing are are great for the community, I'm satisfied because I think because that's our goal. Our goal is to be the salt of the community. We are not there on Sunday morning, but we are still there Saturday, uh, Friday. We're still there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, and, you know, just to give an example. We are still, we, we do coronavirus testing at Enoch. That's right. serving the community. Right. You know, we're giving out free dinners. Um, that's serving the community. So, you know, what's more, to me it's like, what's more important, you know, that that we're on at prime time Sunday morning (laughs) right? or that we are helping to, to save lives. I just think it's the opposite. Now the pastor that comes after me will probably think different (laughs) because he'll be a younger pastor more than likely. He will have grown, grown up in the world of television, this kind of thing. So I would, I would, I, I, I would, 
get, I would, I think that the pastor that comes after me will probably grow the church to about 3000. Yeah. Because he won't think the way I think. And that'd be great. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I'm not an entertainer. <laughs> That's all I can say. I'm not an entertainer. You do entertain well, though. <laughs> you do a, you do a good job when, you, when when we're actually at church, and uh, you get in full swing. It's it's very entertaining. Because <laughs> I will say this: you when you go off into weeds a little bit, ain't no telling what you're gonna say. <laughs> no, that's what I'm told. <laughs> so, but it was it was just interesting how I was you know talking and I was thinking about how churches are going to change mm-hmm. and and I guess you know this is maybe a conversation for off air. It's like how do we get somebody that wants to join a church virtually? How do we how yeah. we how do we handle that? You know how do we do that? You know because like um like we get messages through the um. Enoch on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm just screenshot. If it's something above me, I just screenshot and send it to right. you. You know, so we're, we're doing certain things, but I'm, I now I'm beginning to start thinking like, what are we going to do or how can I help you Pastor Daniels past June? If ever, if this thing was to go past June, okay. All right. Now it's no longer temporary. We got to start thinking like this might be somewhat like right. we got to start ingraining some systems in mm-hmm. place and what can I do? But that's normally what, as a business owner, I know, so okay, I need somebody to help me with this and think sure. about it before I even think about it. So that's some of the things that I was just, um, had to cross my, my mind. But, but that's good thinking, but you know, it's, but, and we do that. We do that constantly. You know, it's, it's a constant, I'm, I, I'm, I always project out three years, five years. That's, that's the way I plan. But if you think about it, you know, in a sense, we are, we are reaching beyond our borders. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, you know, I'm, I, I watch the people that are commenting to see the names, right? Where they, you know, are any of them names that 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 are Enoch names? And a lot of them are not, right? And also, I watch the comments of people that saying I shared with, you know, I'm sharing with, you know, right. and so there are a lot of people that are sharing the service and Bible study with people that are f- far away from us. Yeah. You know, so in a sense it, it you know, now, I, now whether or not they're giving their life to Christ as a result of it, we don't know. Right. Because what we haven't done and what we might need to look at. And again, when you talk about where we're going in the future is we, we have a mechanism for them to c- touch us. but We don't have a mechanism for us to touch them. Right. You know, how do we go get back with them, you know, and, 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 and keep leading them individually if they do commit to Christ? Right. What if they want to join the church virtually? See, we haven't thought about how do we have a virtual church, not just doing Corona, but virus, but, you know, down the road because right. that, that technology is the way of the future. That's what we got to think about is, is, is how do we make that connection with people? We are behind the curve, no doubt about it. If you, if you think about those, those other ministers that we have talked about, you think about TD Jakes and you think about, um, uh, uh, like Liberty university, you think about the 700 club. Mm-hmm. See, you can become a 700 club member and you, and, and not <laughs> be here. Right. Right. But not only that, that's not new for them. Right. You, that's you, a norm. That's their norm. Right. That, that is their pro. That is the way they do. That's their profile. That's a part of them. We don't have that because we have, we have always focused on, 
a community that we serve. That that's really been a part of our mission statement. Right. That that's where we are. So, but what you say is valid. What we need to look at moving forward is, do we expand our mission statement? And if we do expand it, how do we, you know, move to so we can make that a reality as far as our goals and you know all those kind of things. Um, so we can become um, a virtual church and not just sending out a video. Cause right now that's really what we are. We're not really a virtual church. Right. We're just sending out a video. Yeah. Which it's, it's facts. We got three, uh, three videos a week that we do. Right. You know, so, and, and I will say for the people that's, that's listening uh, to the podcast, you have to tune in to the Bible study, mm-hmm. Bible study. Cause I do have the privilege of filming Bible study. Bible study is definitely probably, it's very entertaining, and I've been and I've been talking with uh, Mike, the, our his assistant, on how can we make this more engaging for um, the people that's watching it because it really is really good information, and and you will literally read a scripture, and I read it, and I got completely different. <laughs> some different than what you got out of it. I'm not, and but then when you explain, it, it's like okay, now I see it. You know, and that's what good Bible center, good pastors do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I really don't like pastors who just give you scripture and then walk away from you, and then you're like, well, okay, yeah. you know, you don't have a context around it mm-hmm. and things like that. All right. So, is there anything else you'd like to bring before we close out? No, I think we've we've um, we've covered a, a lot of ground and. Um, I, I, you know, as, as, a, as a body of Christ, I'll say this as a body of Christ, I think we have to make that transition and that, it's not just a pastoral transition, not just a deacon transition. It's a body of Christ, Christ transition because the, 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 um, command or the, um, uh, for, for people to go ye therefore, uh, that's in Matthew when Jesus said, go ye therefore and baptize all nations in the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is not for the pastors, for everybody. So all of us have to start thinking globally is how do we in this new environment let our light shine so people will want to become a part of um, the gospel ministry. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Till next time.